Stripped down to my skin and my bones I love huskies but I feel like a wolf In a pack but I feel all alone I'm scatterbrained man Better off for the clone In Tejas, Apama with race size Doing weird shit Like This will make the bow pick Round up, hit Zags, bees Get the winning things real quick Bills still stacking to the ceiling What you mean What's up, everybody? You're listening to Out of the Blue with me, your host, Dwight Mills, a.k.a. Do With the Dusty Jumper and the Scrappy Goatee. Today on the show, I have Dane. He's a business development rep over at Oracle NetSuite here in Minneapolis. I'll be going over a quick recap of what I've been doing the last two weeks. You know the drill. Welcome to the show. Alright, so welcome to the show. This week's guest, as I mentioned, um, is Dane. So do you want to give a quick intro about yourself um, and how how you ended up here, I suppose? Sure, sure, yeah. So my name is Dane. Uh, I actually am a mutual friend of Anthony and uh, we just started our sales career. So happy to be here, happy to talk about myself and yeah. Nice. Well, I'm glad you were able to make it on the show. I always need fresh guests. Um, and this is actually like our first time ever meeting too. Like I literally just came home from work, like <laughs> met you, uh, we, we chatted for a little while and now here you are in my awesome studio. <laughs> um, but sort of the first question I have for you, I guess, is um, you're not originally from Minnesota. I know we talked a little bit before. Um, where are you originally from and then how did you end up in Minnesota? Yeah, so a little bit about myself, background here. Um, originally, I'm from Florida, right in the Tampa Bay area. Um, lived there most of my life, moved up here about six or seven years ago. And um, I've had ties here before uh, with my family and whatnot, but um, decided to make the big jump. Not my idea, family's idea. Uh <laughs> Total different lifestyle, right? So living yeah. in Tampa Bay, I'm right on the water. Uh, I, I had a house right right on the beach, and uh, then I moved to a house in the woods on 40 <laughs> acres and uh, in northern Minnesota. So it was definitely a huge jump. But the way I look at it is, um, when I'm older, I can I can definitely look back and see that I've I've lived different lifestyles. I feel like I've lived two different lives just just doing that that yeah. move. So is there anything you miss more about Florida, like? If there's one thing you would go back to Florida for, what would it be? Uh, weather? No. Yeah, that's, that seems like an obvious, but uh, the beach, really. I mean, there's nothing like it. I've I, I lived in Duluth, Minnesota for a while here, went to college there. Um, and that's about the closest I've got to an ocean. It's Lake Superior is something else. So I can kind of relate in that sense, but there's really nothing like a Florida beach. Dang. When yeah. was the first time? So have, did you see snow before you came up to Minnesota? Yeah, like... yeah. So I'd come up here for Christmas, do like the traditional thing. Okay. Um, but other than that, you know, make, make the snowman. But I'm going back to <laughs> going back to Florida in two weeks after that. So Oh, nice. Yeah. So you still have family down in Florida? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so basically everybody on my my dad's side lives in lives in Florida. So I do go there for the holidays as much as I can. Um and uh, my parents do have ties there. They're they're snowbirds now. Lucky them. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm jealous, but it's also a good spring break spot, right? So. Yeah, that is sweet. Um, yeah. So yeah, you said you went to college here in Minnesota. Um, so what was your first job out of college, and then where are you now? Where are you working now? Yeah. So 
Um, a background about myself uh, in that regards, uh, during college, I did work for men's warehouse. So, you know, suit, uh, clothing company, and I really worked on the sales side. I like to think of myself as a fashion guru, but really I'm more of a consultant. So there, uh, fashion's an art in that sense. You, you really, everybody has their own style. I, I definitely believe in that. Um, I just like to give pointers and I still give pointers and I've been out of the game for a while, but yeah. anyway, uh, yeah. So, and so after college, um, uh, this is actually my first real job working here at Oracle NetSuite with Anthony, and it's it's been a great experience. In between there, I did an internship with Enterprise Holdings, which uh, was uh, challenging for sure, but to build that customer service rep was definitely uh, going to help me out in the long run, so yeah. I'm glad I did it. But you obviously still stay pretty up-to-date with fashion. Um, yeah. Pretty big part of your life, I assume. Like, How long did you work at Men's Warehouse and like... When, were you always sort of into fashion or like did you just sort of start getting into style like when you started working there? Yeah, so I guess the reason why I went to men's warehouse in the beginning is um, so I, I have kind of, I don't know, I, it's just kind of a hobby of mine, but I, I'm really interested in the 40s, 50s kind of swing period. Yeah, the dapper. Yeah, the dapper look. So if you come over to my place, it's definitely a Frank Sinatra playing in the background kind of thing. Nice. So, <laughs> so moving on to that, yeah, I, I definitely want to know everything I can possibly know about suits. And I figured I'm going to be in business. Uh, somewhere down the road, I'm going to be wearing a suit. So why not start figuring that stuff out now, um, which was big for me. So going through Men's Warehouse, uh, I about a year and a half worked there, um, kind of just went in cold. Uh, they were hiring, and I, I wanted to do it. I, I was hired on originally as a consultant for, for weddings. So working with bridezillas every day is always a fun time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, and the grooms usually don't care. They're like, no, the gro- yeah, whatever. that's one thing. Grooms, they're just, they're, they're just rolling with the flow. They, <laughs> I mean, like they really don't care. They, they look at me and I look at them. I, I, man, this is your wedding. Like, I don't yeah. know what you want to do. I'm just here to point out some, some fashion advice, but, uh, I, I'm staying with the times. I, I definitely can see um, myself kind of moving forward, wanting to get more into like the fashion industry yeah. once I, but of course, yeah, have to have a bankroll for that one. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Cause um, I like, I only own one suit. Um, yeah. It was like a Christmas gift I got from my parents. Cause I was like, I need a suit. Like I'm in the college of business. Like I'm going to be wearing this a lot. Um, and I think it was like a $400 suit when I got, but I guess like you kind of know suits a little more than me, but like, what's the biggest difference between like, say a hundred dollar suit and then like a $500 or like a thousand dollar and up suit. Like, is there a huge like quality jump? Well, yeah. And the quality is actually where you don't see. So, I mean, I, myself, I do own like, you know, a $200 suit that you can just wear leisurely, which is fine. Really. I mean, especially in our, like in our age bracket, there's absolutely no problem with buying a $200 suit because Essentially, what you're purchasing is maybe a suit that won't last your lifetime, but will last you through the time that you're wearing it. And kind of what I mean by that is when you invest into a $1,000 suit, you're basically buying what the suit is essentially made out of. So a, a big indicator for an expensive suit would be something uh, that we look for is um, 100% wool. So inside that suit, it's not a, a blend of, say, a $200 suit would be more of like a polyrayon uh, mixture, which... Is nothing wrong with that, but um, in terms of going through dry cleaning and whatnot, it's not going to hold up as much as a hundred percent wool. Yeah, yeah, and you're going to grow out, and that's fine because essentially you're probably going to grow out of it, right? When you're when you're younger, it, I, you you really it's so hard to invest in suits. I I have one. Yeah. I can say one really nice suit that was uh, made for me, which I, is really nice, but. 
like 10 years down the road, I, I honestly don't see myself wearing it anymore. So the investment really didn't make sense on that one. But Dang. yeah, just because just you see it going out of style or like, you yeah, feel like your build is going to change. I feel like, gonna yeah, I'm going to get fatter. <laughs> no, I, yeah, no, like I, I could see it going out of style, but there's some things that you look for in, in suits that you, you'll look at a suit that's from the forties. Right. And, and then you look at a suit now and really the only thing that's changed drastically is just kind of the fit of it. So more classic suits back then, a little bit bigger. Um, everything's a little bit more slimline now. Everybody's trying to look skinnier. Right. Um, other than that, there's really not much in terms of in fashion style in that sense. So that's kind of cool. Dang. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like the only suit I have, like I said, it, it looks like a normal fitting suit. And I've, I want to get more suits. But again, I don't really wear suits every day. Yeah. Um, and that's what else I was wondering. Like, is your job now, is that more business casual you guys got to wear? Or? Yeah, yeah. So... That was one hard thing for me, too, because before I left uh, my previous job, I, I definitely racked up, like, as much, you know, as <laughs> much as I possibly, yeah, like, full, you know, three-piece suit, right? So, Dang. yeah, like, super nice. I, I like to wear French cuff shirts, and <laughs> yeah. it's up there. But then I come to a business casual where it's like, hey, man, you can just wear khakis. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Well, now I have all this, like, really nice stuff. I'm just going to have to try to make this as casual as possible. So here I am just making <laughs> making do with what I have, right? But that, that's a good problem to have, essentially. Yeah, I, I always loved khakis because you can kind of wear them with everything. Yeah. I consider them, like, the sweatpants of dress clothes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I can definitely agree with that one. Um, well, here's a random question. I guess um, this is a little more, like, in street style, but, like, really nice, like, fitted sweatpants and, like, joggers, like, are yeah. kind of, like, coming in like do you see that something that's like staying or, or do you own a nice pair of like fitted sweatpants yeah definitely i i i i i do own my own pair uh pair of sweatpants and uh the the fit kind and that's one thing you bring up on that is i'm a guy who like i would never wear sweatpants in public like if i really? i it, it just bothers me but for joggers i feel like it's a little bit more of a classier look like you can wear joggers you're gonna go out yeah. you know with your friends and you can wear like a nice v-neck with it and still make it look good right and that's why i think joggers is kind of like a nice little niche there with comfort and style at the same time so i definitely see that stuff lasting um especially with, yeah definitely sticking around and this kind this industry nowadays with especially with fashion is it's all based on like athletic apparel is huge now, right? Oh, yeah. So like it's like such a blend. Like, yeah, everyone's trying to be healthy. Everyone's trying to look healthy, be healthy, and clothing is no definitely right up there. So it's uh, so it's just kind of going with the times. Yeah, no, and I know a lot of fashion companies like even Nike now, like instead of sponsoring like athletes, they sponsor like fitness people and like people on Instagram that yeah. like work out a ton. Like, yeah, yeah, and it actually really works. Um, and in college, I, I'm a marketing major, so like. I, we really had to touch on stuff like that and then Under Armour was kind of one thing that we, we dive, uh, dove into and um, just kind of like the presence of having somebody, a name out there to put like the face to was big so yeah and now they just have I feel like yeah I could never get into Under Armour like personally yeah. I've always been an Adidas guy yeah just because I feel like Nike was too mainstream so I was like <laughs> yeah. I want the like not as mainstream which I feel like is Adidas but now Adidas is kind of like yeah really big not that it hasn't always been but yeah that's funny you say that because it, it, it is like really one or the other like you're either left side or right side on that but. yeah like i've never owned i don't think i've ever owned a pair of nikes as crazy as that really it's like all my shoes have always been adidas that like, seems like impossible to do right now <laughs> i know right like that's yeah. funny and now i finally decided to get a pair of pumas like um but that's, that's pretty much where my life has led me fashion wise yeah um 
But another thing I want to bring up, um, it's going to be Halloween here this coming weekend. Do you have an outfit you plan on dressing oh, up? Or, or are you not really a big Halloween guy? No, yeah. Speaking of Halloween, uh, a little bit about myself, too. Um, I am a weekend gambler, I like to say. So I, <laughs> I definitely like to hit the casino. And uh, uh, a casino, I'm, I plan on going to my, um, kind of close to my hometown. And casinos are in that area are pretty cool in the sense that like uh they throw big halloween parties and right. not just big halloween parties but they do uh costume contests so any way i can make a little extra money would be cool <laughs> um i always my costumes always kind of reflect a little bit of fashion i remember last year um me and my girlfriend what did we do uh we usually we always do a couple theme but uh we yeah. did uh oh the purge uh, the, mo- the movie the purge so we, we had the masks and like the suits and kind of like that preppy harvard look like yeah. you're ready to go kill somebody kind of like and it was awesome. Um, did they let you bring in like props and stuff? Did yeah, yeah, like, they you, did. Did you have like a baseball bat? <laughs> or I actually, yeah, no. What did I have? Oh, I think I had like just a big giant machete, and it's Dang. just like I, I, I was a little skeptical, but you know, seeing people walk in there, it's like, yeah, well, you know, I'm here to make money. You know, they can just That's probably the out. one time you can do that in a casino. Yeah, like, just right? walk in with a machete, with a, a mask and a and a weapon. That's the <laughs> yeah. only time for sure. Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Dang. Um, did you always enjoy Halloween too? Like as a kid growing up, was it yeah. a big thing? Yeah, Halloween. Okay, one one thing. Halloween in Florida is a whole different ballgame because it is always hot. So yeah. your your costume is definitely based on uh, the the weather. <laughs> I remember many <laughs> Halloweens. I'm just pure sweat. You know, like just killing it, and uh, it it, it kind of it ruins the vibe. So oh, that that's the one thing I remember from my childhood for Halloweens. It's just. It's and, just sweaty. Yeah, it's just not even worth it. But <laughs> I, I do like Halloween. I, I, fall is always been my favorite time of the year. Um, I, it's just yeah. kind of like the comfortable feeling of like, I know winter's coming, but that's not always fun. But uh, just kind of that feeling it's like, it's a cool weather outside and yeah, a little bit different. Yeah, you kind of wear whatever. Yeah, yeah, you wear whatever. You just go outside and it looks different out. And did, um, did you have a favorite costume as a kid or what was like your favorite costume you've ever had? Yeah, so God, as a kid, I was really into um, Power Rangers. I think I've nice. had every single color um, besides like the women Power Rangers. But uh, yeah, that, that was big for me. Me and my, bro- my brother would always do a Power Ranger kind of thing. And <laughs> I honestly think my mom still has my Power Ranger costume from when I was a kid. So. Well, you should try to throw it on this uh, right? Friday yeah. at work, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. I think the, the team would like that. Dang. Yeah, I think my favorite outfit growing up, um, I was a cowboy, um, like three years in a row. I just thought it was the coolest thing because I got to carry around like a little pistol with me. Yeah. I thought it was a big deal. Yeah. But yeah. No. I can see that. Um, did you ever have any, uh, did you do a lot of like, costumes in college, throughout college too? Um, we'd always go, me and my, well, I've been, okay, so a little bit of backstory. Um, I've been dating my, my girlfriend, Sarah, for just about five years now. So through an entire college, we we had we were fortunate enough to be right next to each other for colleges in Duluth. So that was cool. So everything we did in terms of like holidays, we're always together. And uh, Halloween being kind of a big thing in Duluth, we'd always have um, we'd always go to like costume parties and stuff like that. Either her friends or my friends. Right. And yeah. So it was always fun. Like uh, it's something to look forward to. It's right around our homecoming time, and we kind of just base it on that really just whatever is kind of big at the time yeah what's yeah whatever whatever's mainstream like i don't want to be that guy who people have to ask like where are you this this year like what what are you doing super hipster yeah yeah man (laughs) yeah yeah i don't want to be out there but again i I want to look cool i want people to be like yeah that that, that looks cool yeah one one piece of advice though never wear a mask when you're going to a party it's just it's horrible like the whole drinking (laughs) scene it it comes off the first five minutes yeah it just doesn't stay (laughs) yeah dang um 
I was going to say, so, yeah, you obviously spent a lot of time in Duluth. Like, do you yeah. like Duluth more than Minneapolis? Well, <clears throat> I've always seen myself as, like, in the city. I, I don't know. I, I think it just kind of goes down to, like, the hobbies that I'm interested in. But right. um, Duluth is very unique. So, um, I guess the only way to sum it up is it, it's it's like – it. It's a nature city, but at the same time, it, it does have city values to it, but it's out there, right? There, there's right. really nothing close. The, the nearest place, like kind of metropolitan area, would be Minneapolis, and we're still about two and a half hours away. So in that sense, Duluth is cool. It, it's definitely a spot where you want to go to for a weekend, you want to go for a week. But opportunity-wise, I mean, it's really, Could in my opinion, it's not you see living there. in Duluth, I guess, down the road, or do you want to live in Minneapolis? Yeah. I like, if know. you had to like, buy a house, if someone's like, you got to yeah. buy a house next week, where <laughs> yeah. would you go if right. your job was this, out of the equation? Yeah, yeah. At this point in my life, it would definitely be Minneapolis. Um, nice. I'm, yeah, I, I want to be, like, you know, in the mainstream. I want to be doing everything I can. It, You know, winter's long, especially being a guy from Florida. <laughs> you can't really relate to anything winter. Uh, yeah. I basically had, was forced to like hockey when I came up here, so now I like <laughs> hockey, I guess. But um, other than that, um, yeah, Duluth. Maybe when I'm older, uh, get settled down. But for now, I'm, I'm, yeah. I kind of have that aggressive lifestyle. I mean, I'm in yeah. sales, so I, I definitely like that aggressive lifestyle. Absolutely. Um, and then, so I guess um, another question I want to bring up, I guess, is you're in Minneapolis now, but are there any other like cities you really want to like live in uh, in the future? Like, where else would you want to go? Yeah. So I've been actually all around the United States, and um, in terms of just you know traveling, traveling and whatnot. But one place that kind of resonated with me would be like the West Coast. Um, I know a lot of people say like, oh yeah, you think of you think like California, right? So yeah. I've got some family out there, and I think it's I think it's cool in the sense that like um, it's it's a different it's a different atmosphere from completely what I'm from used to. So you know, living in the South and then now living in the Midwest, doing something on the West Coast would be something completely different, and that kind of goes back to my theory of um, just living different lifestyles. So each chapter, yeah. So yeah. E- each each time you move, it's just another chapter in your life, and. Um, I have never been one to shame away change. I, I really like change. I, I feel like it paces my lifestyle. So I, I can see myself living out there if I can afford it. But right, um, right. The that, that's the big caveat so to that whole insane. that whole little speech. But yeah. Well, geez. Um, so last kind of question I have. Well, I, I'll, I'll wrap up in a second here. But yeah. if uh, so, obviously you know Amazon's looking for a new place for their HQ, and I think Minneapolis is still in the running at the time of this recording. But if you had to. Tell Amazon why they should put their next HQ in <laughs> Minneapolis. What would you say? Yeah, that's funny. I actually, I actually do follow that that uh, the whole Amazon HQ uh, uh, thing, and it's big online, especially in the LinkedIn. Yeah, it's like, like I see it every like, day. Like, if you don't see it, then you're there's something wrong, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so uh, one reason to come to Minneapolis. Uh, this is kind of a, it, it's, it's unique in the sense that Minneapolis is somewhat of a n- new city, but, and we're positioned ourselves that we're not a huge metropolitan area, but we're definitely not small. So the talent that's coming in here, especially in like the, I mean, me being in software, I do know that software is kind of, is not really pre- uh, prevalent in, in, uh, the Midwest. I, I think we can really make a name for ourselves here. I mean, we have Chicago, which is somewhat near to us, but I think that Minneapolis definitely has the room to grow. Um, that's always been a kind of a thought of mine. And just having Amazon here would it would be huge. There's so much talent here. And that kind of leads me into the reason why they should come here is our schools are great. Like we're known for our schools. And right. people who live in Minnesota tend to want to stay in Minnesota. And just having that huge base of just Amazon coming here would be a 
just a great opportunity for people to come in. And I mean, for the most part, uh, rent is cheaper than, you know, like New York city and stuff like that. So I feel like you're, you'd have a huge, um, um, employee base. Yeah. And and demand. So. Well, awesome. I think that's about as solid as an argument as I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, so lastly, a big thing on the show, I always like to uh, try and set goals. So moving forward, I guess, what's sort of your goals for the next two weeks and, and down the road, what would you say they would be? Yeah. So just being in this new career that I'm in, uh, my first career, um, one goal that I always want to set is just uh, for me to stand out. You know, I don't want to be with just go with the flow. Um, this is a big time for me, especially being in the sales um, section of business. It's it's all about standing out. And one, one takeaway that I always think about is if you can make an impression on somebody who who is coaching you or anybody who's just kind of somebody you look up to, I, I think it's been a good day. So that, that's been that just for me to make an impression on my managers is is ultimately my goal right now. You know, going out of my way, just kind of doing uh, friending like more people and, and just kind of being out there, putting myself out there is kind of the, the idea I have right now. So awesome. I love it. Well, Dan, thanks so much for coming on the show. It was great to have you. Um, we always love new guests and you're always welcome back down the road. Great. Thank you. Awesome. Appreciate that. Flashback, I had my Walkman in the minivan Listening to NSYNC, saw my name on the CD Beach blonde tips, wanted to be JT Wanted to do big things, had to fulfill a dream Why might say I was doomed from the get-go But those same people assume, cause they'll never know What it's like to be called to West not set in stone I am one with the ebb and flow, that's all I know Just see me in a light like a wrist Think I need someone who can handle it Alrighty, so there was my guest Dane. I hope you enjoyed the conversation we had. He's certainly an interesting guy um, and a great guy to get to know. So as far as what's been going on in my life these past two weeks since the last episode, I closed my first deal, which was awesome, and then I ended up closing my second deal uh, just a week later as well. So it feels really good to have that out of the way, and it's really only going to be up from here, it feels like. Um, As far as what else I've done, I went down and visited my sister and my brother-in-law, Um, down in Des Moines, Iowa this past weekend, and that was super fun. I got to see their house um, and what they're up to because I really don't get to see them a whole lot anymore. So I'm definitely going to try and visit them as much as possible now because it it, it was a lot of fun hanging out with them and my brother down there. Um, And then as far as my goals, I said I I was going to read the first 10 pages of a book and kind of see where it took me. Um, So I ended up ordering this book off Amazon um, from this guy that I follow on YouTube that I, I really like. Uh, the book was The Four by Scott Galloway, and it's a book about Facebook, Google, Amazon, and Apple, and pretty much how they got to be so successful and how they're sort of taking over the world now and, and their place in the market right now and, it, and why it's just so dominant. It's pretty eye-opening, and if you like to follow anything as far as you know business or technology goes, I would highly recommend it. It's a super interesting book. I haven't been able to put it down. I'm almost done with it, actually, so I'm a little sad. Um, you can actually get it on Amazon. I think it was around $25, but if you put in the code diesel, you get $5 off your book order. Actually, I'm just kidding. I'm not sponsored, but you can still try the code. I, it's just probably not going to work. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I have been playing around with the segments I want to do for the show. I'm still working out the kinks a little bit um, and what I want to do. I know I keep promising a lot, but I, I promise you the show will get... Um, the, the show will get more interesting down the road here, so stick around for that. And then lastly, I would say just make sure you guys are going out there and making something happen. I don't want you just listening to me every week. 
Um, I want to hear from you guys and what's up with you. So if you have any recommendations for this show, feel free to message me on Facebook or you can tweet at me at It's Dwightster on Twitter. I would love some feedback. It'd be awesome. Um, so as far as what my goal is going to be moving forward in the next two weeks, um, I would just say I want to keep my room clean. Um, I'm one of those guys that lets my room get really messy during the week and then I end up cleaning it like at the end of the week. I want to try and keep it consistently clean for the next two weeks, which is going to be kind of tough, and I guess I'll have to sort of be the judge of what I consider clean, but I want to keep my room looking pretty sharp, because I think it's a little adjustment, but it goes a long way in the long run. So again, thanks for checking out the show. I appreciate it so much, Um, and yeah, I will hear from you guys, or you will hear from me, I guess, in two weeks. Thanks again. Take care. Lastly, before I forget, if you enjoyed the music in the episode, the song is Sweet by Brock Hampton. They're an incredibly talented California-based rap group, and they're going on tour soon, so if you enjoy them, check them out. Live a little. Don't call me stupid, that ain't no way my name pronounced. Don't call me stupid, I got too many hoes right now. Poolside in, you stand tryna see if Beyonce will take me for adoption. Broke ass rich suburbs, a civilian shot in third world, bridges by the fountain. This is Merlin Wooden, man.